Border Barrels, back for another beer cast. And there's um, just the two of us today. So just me and Grazzi. Um, I hey. thought you going to drum roll it in because nah. if any listeners out there have their favourites, they might have been thinking, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, which one? <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, no, if you do have a favourite, write in and let us know. Um, but, yeah, Hutto's taking some uh, time off. Um, we let him have some annual leave for yeah, the podcast. He did, yeah, he did take annual leave. Very or good. has he been omitted for some poor form last week? Who knows? Who knows? Did he, he have any poor form? I don't know. Just Nah, he's, he's doing it. That's right. for the listeners to decide. Yeah, but I think he's doing a fair bit of uh, research for the beer cast right now, I'd say, with this weather. Um, so, yeah, we'll catch up with him next week. But, yeah, here with Gratz. What have you got for me, Gratz? Oh, we've got a little bit of beer news. I've got a yeah. few little beers to beers to try. You're still on your Gabs journey, I can see, yes. with the can in front of you. I am, but you won't see it because we're not on YouTube this week, unfortunately, because um, Hutto is the tech guy. He um, is, and uh, I was actually thinking of bringing uh, a, the Cyril Rioli life-size cutout that I managed to acquire from a sports store once upon a time and give to my nan on Christmas Eve as a Christmas present. And thought that would be Hutto's replacement until I realised we wouldn't be filming, so it would be a waste. Oh, I would have flown out of the back of the ute anyway, if I'm honest. Probably scared the shit out of her, though. Yeah, so what I did, I actually Cyril. put... I, I set Cyril up at her front door, knocked and then ran around the corner. So she just opened the door, but the fly screen was still there. So it was like a little bit sort of like... She wasn't seeing it clearly enough. And she's like, oh, who's that? What's that? Who's that? And then she opened the door and she's like, Cyril! Oh, and then, then I popped pretty, off around the corner. That's pretty <laughs> cool. At least, uh, at least she knew who it was and she was happened to have him... In her home. Very she good. now uses Cyril uh, in her garage to know um, that the car has moved in far enough. If she hits yes. Cyril, she's gone too far. So it's the, the version of uh, uh, the tennis ball on the string that yep. people have. Yep, it's exactly that. Um, now, we usually start off with the beers we're drinking, but I thought we may as well uh, start off with the news we Ooh. left as a cliffhanger from last week. That's my breaking news <laughs> thing, if anyone hasn't caught on to I'm that hearing already. it a bit more recently, and mm. I like it. I yeah. always get excited when I hear it if I'm not also in on what the news may be. Yeah, you know it's coming. But uh, we'd heard in the pipeline for a little while that uh, there was potentially a brewery opening in South Albury. Um, now, I found that out when I was at the gym one day, and the TV was on, and there was a news update, and it was muted, but it had the closed captions. And sometimes the closed captions actually get stuck on yes. the screen for a little while. Yeah. And the news update was happening. I just happened to look up, and then the news update sort of finished, but the last caption stayed on, and it was a brewery planned for South Albury. And I never s- ended up seeing what the news story was. I couldn't find it. I couldn't uh, Google it. Right. This was months ago. Yeah, so good. I, yeah, and then... Um, my wife's pretty, pretty cluey with all of this stuff. So mm-hmm. we looked on the Aubrey Council website and had a bit of a look for, you know, construction certificates and DA approvals or I think that's what it's called. DA, DA approvals. Yeah, I think like so. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and but the council goes, yep, this, we approve yeah. of you doing this in this spot. Yeah. And we happened to find, and we didn't want to break the news too early because it hadn't been announced properly, but a brewery in South Albury on Townsend Street called Thirsty Devil. Ooh, and how good. a couple of days later, their social, media's, social media pages on Facebook and Instagram that I've seen yep. have gone active. So anyone in the local area or anyone interested in new breweries, of course, can check that out. Um, yeah. Had a few updates of uh, construction as well. Yeah, so, no, there's a bit going on and they're pretty responsive because I um, I got straight onto it and I just um, sent them a message and said, good on you, I was looking forward to it. And um, they told me a little bit about what they're going on. The space must be big because there's a couple of beer gardens, a couple of bars, a cocktail bar and yep. a bloody 
Strip club? No, there's no oh. strip club. <laughs> but um, there's plenty of stuff going on in there, so the building must be huge. But it is um, one of those uh, old warehousey type joints, I think. So, Well, anyone who's ever been to a brewery, if you've only ever been once or you've never been to one, um, you might see that it might be an industrial estate and just in these big warehouses. And you sort of think, is that... Do I want to go spend my day there? Yeah. It's weird. And then you do. Yeah. And you realise how cool that is. Yeah. It's very laid back. But you're also sort of sitting amongst all the tanks usually. If you know a little bit about the beer and you're interested and you talk to someone, they might tell you some things that are coming soon. Yeah. Which I found, which was pretty pretty cool at Burnley uh, down in um, Richmond once. I went yep. with my wife and um, told them we're from Aubrey and um, we're into all the different beers and actually took us behind the scenes. And gave yeah, us a little cool. sample of some stuff, which was very cool. Um, yeah. We spent a good afternoon a couple of years ago at Five Barrel in Wollongong. Yes. Is that, what, is that the lightning? <laughs> it was because it's oh, in a big metal shed. Uh, there was a big storm going on that day and I think that the brewery actually was attracting the lightning oh. and all of us just did the same moment. I think all relieved our bladders yep. because it just... I've never heard anything like that. No, neither have I. And the flash, like everything. It was just, it was, it was a real shock to the system. That was crazy. The shock to the system was watching everyone try and drink a tasting paddle when they were very hungover too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. a little while. Yeah. But a uh, bit of a warm up. Now, with the brewery, that's very exciting. So, you, you touched on why they're in, no, like, usually in, in industrial areas and, like, would you want to spend your time there? So, yeah, you probably would. Why, why are they in the industrial areas? Do you think it's a pure cost sort of situation? It's like, well, look, we're going to brew beer, beers here and if people come, then good on them. I think that you need the space to brew the beer first and foremost. But if you also want to sell it, it as you said, cost effective. You don't want to then try and open a little brew pub closer into town. Yeah, Some do. Uh, the bigger breweries can afford to do that. For yeah. example, Pirate Life that I went to in Port Adelaide, they've got a brew pub in Adelaide Central. Yeah. Uh, but they've also got the actual brewery out in Port Adelaide. Yeah. Um, Prancing Pony had a pop-up when I was in Adelaide also. that was I think it was only there for the duration of the Fringe Festival, but that's something that they can do yep. as well, which is also pretty cool. But yeah, cost-effective, of course, but you can also make... I suppose it was the same with Moondog. So when you were explaining that to me, I was thinking of Moondog World. And for anyone that's not aware of that, it's basically, I think they marketed it as a playground for adults. Yeah. Uh, they've got everything. Like everything yep. you can think of. It's, it's the biggest brewery in Australia. Yeah, I think. right. Uh, and when you say brewery, it's, I mean, it is the brewery, but it's a brew pub. And it's, it's a, I suppose, a pub. Whatever you call a place that you go and sit down and have a beer. It's all of those. It's things. all the things. Yeah, it's yeah. all of them, and it's just easy to do that and do everything on site and host it all there in one spot. Yeah, really. fair enough. So, no, um, very good. But Aubrey has not had that, so that is something that we do have to look forward to. So yeah, really, nice. we'll try and develop a good relationship. Obviously, like we yeah. do with all the new beer places in town, whether they be retail shops or pubs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they'll be seeing a fair bit of us, and yeah. Yeah, no, that's good. Exciting. A couple of thirsty breweries happening yeah. down here in the Riverina. There's the Thirsty Crow in Wagga. Now the Thirsty Devil down here. Yeah. Just in time for maybe the uh, Tasmanian Devils to come into the AFL, which is... is that So is go. that on? It's looking more likely. Um, although they haven't confirmed it will be the Devils, but I think they'd be shooting themselves in the foot if they didn't. Yeah, like um, what's the cricket team called? Tigers, but you can't do that. Uh, I guess it I could guess. be the jack jumpers, like in the basketball. Like what? What is a jack jumper? I don't actually it's know. An ant. Is it? Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I have heard of that. Yeah, but still, like out but of do all, you know, the well f- they've done down there. No. So they they made um, went to the final. Mm. I'm pretty sure. 
um, sell out every game. They've got Luca Brasi, the band, as the house band. Yeah, they're right. Like yeah. they've just really, they've gone full Tassie with it, and that's part of the uh, part of the appeal, apparently. So, um, but it would be uh, it'd be remiss of me to not mention the beer I'm drinking because, as we said, this is a beer podcast. Yes, so, um, we'll, we'll get into it. Keeping it also local, uh, Bright Brewery. Um, You've been there a fair bit. I, I think. yeah, I, they know me by name. Yeah. I reckon I've been there quite a bit. I love Bright, love the brewery and the surrounds. It's so good. Now you hadn't been until my bucks. Is that true? Hundred percent years ago. Yeah. yeah, and then I just yeah, Marcy and I have been going a fair bit, and it's just awesome. And it was uh, quite funny. Old uh, Steve, who we know, one of our mates, is oh, sorry about that. Um, <laughs> is like had some time off. He's like, where should I go? I'm like, you go to Bright, and yeah. these are the places you go when you're there. So is he going to do it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, awesome. He's booked in. Like, oh, that's fantastic. That's why I thought it was one of those things where it's like, oh, this is what you should do. And he goes, oh, yeah, so we're going Tuesday. I'm staying at that <laughs> hotel, you said. I'm going here. I'm going there. So no, uh, that'd be good. But yeah, tell us. Tell us don't more. Don't try and buy real estate. I reckon it'll be oh, pretty dear. Um, but we've got the uh, Northeast Victoria IPA, which I believe is a yearly series. Um, last year, the can was red. And that is all the information I have to offer you on the previous version. Uh, but as we do, we're good at reading the blurb. So the uh, they call it the NEV IPA. So the Neverpa is an ode to our beautiful high country home, brewed with freshly picked whole hop cones, harvested on the day from local hop fields and mountain botanicals forged by our breweries. The taste of the northeast, a true expression of place with a unique melody of citrus aromas and a fresh mountain flavour. Local ingredients, whole hop cones, pepperberry, mint bush, hop leaf, Bitter pea and narrow-leafed peppermint gum. Gee, that was tough to read. Yes, <laughs> that's why I read it a little bit slower. Now, um, is that um, is that wet hopped you mentioned? Now it is. That is wet. Sorry, I should have mentioned that's big on the front of the can. IPA wet hopped. Uh, and I pulled this out of my bag, and you said, "Oh yeah, that's good. I've yeah, had that." Yeah. And straight away, it was the citrus aroma. Yeah, the yeah, first. Yeah. First taste I got, yeah. it was just explosion right in the mouth, yeah. uh, but also incredibly, incredibly fresh tasting. Yeah. Um, I'm glad this is a 440ml can because I can uh, sip this for a little while and just thoroughly enjoy every sip. And so far, from what I've had, it is just really, really consistent and really fresh tasting. And yeah, as I said, that citrus is right at the front. All those other local ingredients, I can't flat out say I'm tasting pepperberry or hop leaf bitter pea but some of the freshness i assume yep. that you would associate with those yep. sounds uh would uh, definitely definitely there um yep. so this was purchased at east aubrey iga also um a few other places should probably have it including the brewery themselves so yep. there's a little recommendation for everyone because it is bloody delicious yeah now that one is good and all the freshness and that sort of thing for people that don't know and i'm just um Checking on the old laptop here because like wet hop versus dry hop is what I um, wrote in. So wet hopping refers to the state of the hops being used um, in brackets, still fresh and full of moisture. And dry hopping refers to the point in the process where the hops are added. It has nothing to do with the hops themselves. Mm. So if you dry hop something, it's late in the process in the fermenter when the beer is cold. Um, but yeah, wet hopping is just if they're bloody fresh as. And this tastes bloody fresh as. Yeah, there you go. And also, one thing about Bright, and it's something I need to confirm, but I think they'd use some of the bloody water down the back there. The like ovens? What? Yeah. The ovens river? I reckon. Sure, there's a bit of that in there. That's what it, it tastes like. It's bloody just been scooped out of there. If you ever need just to rejuvenate your whole life, 
Just go stand in that water. Yeah. Any, any time of the year. Any time. <laughs> I was going to say any time of year. The trout yeah. will be swimming amongst your feet. Yeah. If you do it at the moment, you might um you might lose your feet. But um but yeah, no, I agree with that. It's uh yeah, bloody good stuff. And what do you have over there? Awesome. Mine's not so local, but it is um fairly familiar um for those playing at home. It's another mountain culture beer. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, we should have bought shares in them. Um, yeah, so it's another Gabs beer. Um, it's what they took to Gabs, and they just called it the awesome beer. And They were right. They were right. They were right. So it's a mango milkshake IPA, 8%. It's only a little fella in a 355, but that's because it came in the pack. That's one of their only little fellas that they send out. Um, ingredients, awesome, 99%. Mangoes, hops, so mosaic. Uh, Simcoe Citra, BRU1, Idaho 7, Sabro, um, and all the other stuff. And it does. it is a oat cream IPA, uh, so it contains lactose, so it makes it smooth, also a little bit sweet, which I don't mind. Um, but I need to look deeper into, so I like Mosaic, and BRU1, I believe. I was going to ask you a question about that. Yes. Uh, can we Google that? Yes. So before I Google it, I believe BRU1 gives you a bunch of sweet, like pineapple-y kind of flavors because I've seen it in quite a few things. Um, Do you, from memory, think that every time you've seen that as part of a beer, you've really enjoyed that beer? Yes. Because I mentioned that, I think the best beer I had all year, which took me by complete surprise, was when I was in Adelaide and visited Shapeshifter and yep. grabbed a little four-pack yep. uh, takeaway. Um, not so little, sorry, 440ml cans. And I forget the name of it, but there was an oat cream IPA that was there and it was 8.8%. And I got home, like, oh, yeah, I'll have this. I've been day out to the beach and everything. How cool. Poured it, took a couple of sips, and I almost just had to take a step back from the glass because I couldn't believe how good the beer was. It was my favourite beer I've had all year. Yep. And I noticed that Brew One was part of it. Yeah. Or um, well, BRU One. What, whatever uh, it is. Yeah. Um, and having also almost five out of five to that awesome beer on Untapped, I think I yep. might have given it 4.75. Yeah. Seeing that's part of it might mean that I need to look for more beers with that in it. Yeah, and that might be a little tip for those at home. If you find, like if you read the back and see what's in it or find out what's in it, and enough times you find like a like that same hop, it's probably an indication that's what you're into. So I've just had a look here. BAU1 is notable for its distinct sweet fruit aroma that is often described as pineapple um, when used in a whirlpool or hop addition, uh, a dry hop addition, so late. Um, BAU delivers the aroma of freshly cut pineapple and green fruits. Um, BRU1 is synergistic with other hops, creating depth of fruit flavor. So there you go. I had actually did remember something, so that's good. Yeah, deep is definitely it just it feels so full and thick. Yeah, 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 it does. So normally I don't really go. I don't go much on mango, as we've spoken about. More of a passion fruit guy, but I did um, seeing the BRU1. I'm like, no pineapple as well. So pineapple and uh, and passion fruit are my go tos. But yeah, it's um it's very nice. It is yeah and. I don't know. The can art's cool too with the dinosaur and DJ with his blue hat. Well, they had a big poster, big poster up at uh, up at Gabs of that. Yeah, they did. And in Sydney, they actually had the dinosaur. It wasn't it wasn't a real life dinosaur, but like a animatronic sort of thing. Yeah, I believe. that's it was the T Rex from Jurassic Park. Yeah, unfortunately, we missed it. Yeah. Um, and then as well, there's a number on the back, which it's passed now, but. Did you notice that? It's got the mobile number? Yeah. What did that do? So basically you give it a call 
and it gives you a uh, free shipping code ah, for the period of time because so cool. yeah they were doing uh, five dollars shipping through COVID and then it's not COVID anymore and they're like well we're probably we need to make some money back here because um, it would have been costing a bit because there's no way it costs five bucks I could send something next door and it would cost you bloody yeah. more than that so not very good I thought it was delicious uh, oat, delicious um, oat cream IPAs um, are pretty good. But I have to say, if you are lactose intolerant, you better stay in your bathroom. Yeah, it's probably a good idea. Um, there's one more piece of news to finish off. Yes. It's a bit more serious business. Yeah, um, right. Talked about our Adelaide breweries before, and one that I did visit while I was there was Little Bang. Um, now, it's a big, a big deal for a lot of craft beer drinkers when a favourite brewery of theirs... Look, I'm putting it in quotes with my fingers, but sells out. You know, that's yeah. some people see it that way. Other people see it as, you know, good on them for being in a great position to the point where they have more interest from bigger companies. Um, Little Bang's situation that we've learned about during the week is slightly different, though, in my opinion. So just the first bit from this article that I've got here from the Crafty Pint. Um, One of Adelaide's best-loved craft breweries has been snapped up by a South Australian-owned hotel group. Little Bang Brewery's founders today confirmed the business is now part of Duxton Pubs Group, a hotel investment fund which operates a number of venues throughout the state, confirming rumours that it swelled for months. Now, I won't go into too much depth of the article because it's a long one, but when I read this the other day, apparently this is the first brew pub that this group has bought. So this isn't necessarily a situation where Lion or CUB have just picked up the brewery and gone cool we mass produce you now good on you yeah so the situation here was the head brewer was actually always planning on going back home to wa when his daughter reached high school age which was still their plan uh, but to keep the brewery going and because they're quite popular and had some interest they felt this is the best way to go because in their mind they're keeping it local with the south australian owned group and they're also the first of their kind to be purchased like this in this way yeah so the brewery's still going to go ahead as it was I assume that they'll still have all the same releases they always do. I, I assume the quality of the beer should stay exactly the same. The only difference is when you see some breweries get picked up by the big boys, you sort of think, hang on, I can go to any pub now and there's a possibility that I might be able to get something on tap. Like, for example, we talked about my bucks earlier. Yep. We were at the Tulangata pub a few years ago drinking Mountain Goat steam ale on tap. Yeah. That wouldn't have happened a few years before that. No. You weren't getting independent stuff. No. But because uh, the generally how it works, if you're not aware, um, someone will come in usually, let's say it's someone on behalf of CUB, and they'll come into a pub when a pub's been set up or when a contract's about to run out and say, we want to buy your taps. Yeah. And we will supply all, all the beers to the taps. And sometimes they can negotiate and say, we want 10% to be for stuff we source ourselves. Uh, which happens a lot locally, which is why you might find stuff like Beachwear Pale or yep. Bilson stuff, yep. uh, which is all still independent. Um, but the one positive is if there's these breweries that we've grown up enjoying for being independent and they've become so popular, they've been bought out, you may be able to find their beers in places you normally wouldn't. And that's still getting craft beer in the hands of more people. Yep. So there is a positive to it as yep. much as it can be seen as a negative. Well, yeah, I guess it, I guess it depends. It depends what that pub group's going to do because I guess the comparison that I've thought about while you're talking about it is uh, so Beer Deluxe as a brand, they've actually bought quite a few pubs. So they started in Melbourne. I think it's Fed Square. I, I think that's where the main one is. But like that, um, Paddy's was it was it was Paddy's here in Albury. But um, Beer Deluxe bought that um, or bought a portion of or whatever. 
And um, it was it's just very dependent on what that pub group wants to do. But that pub group wants to do craft beer, so they do craft beer. So I don't know. And it sounds like knowing knowing the guys down there, it seems like they have a fair bit of control. It seems like they have total control yeah. what they have on their taps and that sort of thing. So I guess it's just dependent on what this pub group wants to do with Little Bang. And hopefully they want to act in the best interests of it um, and keep it going and letting them do what they do. And maybe, you know, it's... Cheaper, well, cheap, like a cheap deal to get their beers and they have them everywhere or there whatever. There is a plan apparently for what we were talking about before. Would you have a your brewery on site and then a brew pub? Apparently that is something that could be worked into it because this group owns pubs yep. and is a hotel group. A, running a pub is something they would be familiar with. So they might own the first brew pub they've owned, yep. but they might be like, oh, well, in a city, Adelaide or any anywhere, Melbourne. Yeah, Melbourne. A lot of people in Melbourne would love Little Bang. They could just be like, "We're opening a Little Bang pub." Yep. That I, I guess. I guess that's the theory behind it. And no, well, we'll expansion, see what, but we'll see what time happens. will tell. But it, it's a bit of an interesting one in regards to the uh, the being bought out situation because you either hear that they're staying independent or they're going to the big boys. Yeah, and it, I don't is know. It, this it, is in the middle. Yeah, it is, and one would argue that. Um, well, I was worried when Bolter got bought out. I was yep. really worried because it's like, oh. They're not going to make any more beers. They're just going to keep doing whatever. But, you know, we went to Gab's. We tried some really good beers from them. And they are still releasing, um, you know, series beers and limited beers that are quite good. They did a New Zealand um, series last time. Um, still, yeah, it sort of doesn't feel like the the shark punching spirit is is there as much. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It could be a new era in um, that sort of thing. So, yeah. very good. All right. Anyway. Thank you for listening to our beer pod with two-thirds of the group. And next week, there'll either be no podcast or it'll be two-thirds again, this time with myself not here. So if I'm your least yep. favourite character on this television program, uh, you'll be in luck because next week I will not be here. But if it's me, sucked in because I'll be here again. So that'll do us for now. Um, for goodness sake, if you're still listening, just send us in a question. It doesn't even have to be about beer. It just can be anything. So it'll be in the description. You just click it and you just make a little voice recording. Um, but, yeah, last week, George got onto us. Thanks, George. I still owe you a beer, which I need to send. Um, but, yeah, send us in a question because it's quite fun. All right. Catch you later. Bye.